Welcome to the Trumpet Call Podcast. I'm your host, John Martin. Today we are on the fifth mark of a disciple maker, which is advancing the gospel through spiritual generations. Our guest today is Sarah Kreitzer. Uh, so thanks, Sarah, for joining us. Um, we're grateful to have you. Uh, you are on serving on the women's leadership team. Is that right? That's correct. And laboring a lot down there in Georgia. Um <laughs> And uh, with uh, John Kreitzer and multiplying labors, and so I I feel super grateful for you being being on the podcast this morning. So thanks a lot. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, so the verse for this time, you know, advancing the gospel through spiritual generations, Second Timothy two two. So where Paul is talking to Timothy, he says the things which you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So that's the vision of that. And, uh, you know, as you know, that's kind of a, I've heard people say that if you poke a navigator, they're going to bleed 2 Timothy 2.2. <laughs> uh, but what's been your journey with that, Sarah? How, how have you gone from, I've heard your background of just growing up in church, having a great experience with godly men and women. Uh, what was your journey to being somebody who wanted to advance the gospel through spiritual generations? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, my, like you said, my family gave me a very solid foundation of a relationship with Jesus, an attitude of service and hospitality, and we just shared our lives with people to help them to see the love of Christ. Um, and I'm so thankful for the foundations that my parents laid in me, that my grandparents laid in me, that um, even just my church family um, were a major part of um, but as I was, as I was serving in the church, I met many people in the body of Christ that were advancing the gospel, missionaries, um, pastors, even just lay ministers. Um, but one thing that I didn't realize that I wasn't really experiencing was like you said, advancing the gospel through spiritual generations. And so the idea was to, um, really to serve and to minister to people, but there wasn't a thrust in my experience. There wasn't a thrust to help others to do the, that, to train up leaders, I would say, um, to do those things. Now, if you wanted to lead, um, it was, it was given to you to do that, those, those ministerial tasks. Um, but I wasn't, um, I wouldn't say I was being developed um, to see the generations. Um, and if you wanted to, if I wanted to do that more, I would have to go be a pastor or a missionary or um, take on those roles. Um, and so my spiritual journey um, was, was seeing how it continues on. It's not that, um, and just how the body works together in that process. Um, but I just love that advancing the gospel through spiritual generations and how we really, um, that's what we've seen as our call um, in the body of Christ to, to help others to um, lead, like you said, Second Timothy to do, like just to invest in others, to invest in others for the purpose of generations. Mm. So. That's great. So it was this. So when did you put together? I, I mean, I don't know if there's a moment in there, Sarah, but you know, you talk about kind of looking around, seeing people getting served, seeing people getting ministered to, seeing leadership positions open. But when did you put together that there wasn't you wanted to be developed and you wanted to develop other people 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, uh, so what I realized once I started getting involved with a discipleship community um, with the navigators was that um, that I started to see the difference between leading and laboring. And so leading was a lot of what I was doing in the church. I was leading um, Bible studies and Sunday schools and um, leading projects, missional projects, evangelistic projects. Um, and those were momentary things. Those were, um, you planned for those and then you presented and then it was over. Um, and so what, what started happening was somebody was in my life and they were really like, um, if, if I really wanted to invest in somebody in their life, I had to have a more of a, um, in the moment kind of unprepared. <laughs> it just had to come out of me, hmm. um, what in laboring hmm. of what my time with God, it really depended on my time with the Lord and, how I was being invested in through Jesus and the Holy Spirit um, of what I was able to do in laboring, um, which because it was unplanned and in the moment and <laughs> uh -huh. it was there. And so I realized um, once I started trying to really labor and be involved in people's personal lives on a day to day basis that I was completely unequipped to do that. Just the way you say that makes me think of, well, really, maybe you would say that when you were leading things that didn't necessarily, like there could have been other people leading things who had a horrible life, even hopefully not, but could have been. And we see that in our culture, but the laboring, it's not, it's not only kind of this life laboring and kind of being ready in the moment, but you there's a character element to that that needed to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what I, I, that character part was that because I had been um, leading um, and, and functioning so well in, in the church body that um, I was unaware of how prideful I was hmm. um, and, and thinking that I had arrived you know, as a spiritually mature Christian, <laughs> wow. but I was, I was doing devotionals, but I wasn't really getting depth in scripture because it was enough. You know, there's this, it was, there was, there's this part where I had, you know, maybe three scriptures memorized and it was enough for the, um, for the ministry that I was doing. Um, and so it was, it was, I had to go deeper and harder um, into my own personal relationship with Jesus in order to see generations come from that. Hmm. You and John were at our house recently, and I think I heard you saying something similar where really in some ways you've seen laboring as more uh, um, a more admirable mission um, and life goal than leading. Yeah. So, um, it's always hard to put things on levels. <laughs> um, and so, uh, the interesting thing is that we do need leaders that have the experience and the wisdom of laboring. Um, and so I would say it's kind of like, a, um, you, you go and you labor and then you lead, you have to labor in order to lead other people. But I think a lot of times because we're such a knowledge-based um, 
world Mm -hmm. that we lead before we have the laboring um, because we just learn the things that we need to know and then we teach it to other people. And so um, it's not that leading or laboring one's more important than the other. Um, It's just that that in order to lead you, you probably should have the experience of laboring um, to really know how to help people with those character things. Because if you don't labor, you don't work through those character issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Mutua who was talking about like, um, as you lead, lean into abiding, as you go into it, you're gonna hit the hard places. Um, and I've, I've heard people talk about the, the, the spirit, the, the gifts of the spirit. Um, and I was like, I don't know how you get the gifts of the Holy spirit. If you're not trying to labor with people, um, I can have a lot of joy when I don't have a lot of people in my life. <laughs> doesn't stretch me in my, my capacity of joy. If I'm just all into myself, you know? Mm. Um, or self-control or any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like you have to be laboring in order for the Holy Spirit to have something to work with Hmm. um, and to, to, to bring that, that dross out, you know? And so, um, so I would say leading is, is they're both mutually important. I just think the maturity process um, that gets you to the leading um, is is happening backwards right now. So there's wow. less laborers than there are leaders. So yeah, that's that is so that's awesome, Sarah. Thanks for mm-hmm. sharing that. As you've been on this journey of laboring and advancing the gospel through spiritual generations, um, what have been some passages of scriptures that have been super personal for you on that journey? Yeah, um, well, one one thing that is was from the very beginning, as we were talking about through my story of, um, of leading and laboring is that because I came from a background that was very solid, um, uh, and that pride character that I had to, I had to work out. Um, one of those passages was, um, James 4, 17 that says to him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him, it is sin. And so there was a lot, I, like I said, knowledge was huge. Like there was a lot I knew, um, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't practicing. And so, um, I, I realized that that's probably even more of a sin than, (laughs) than people who are in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a, that was a very humbling beginning passage for me. Um, that gave me compassion, I think for Mm -hmm. people and for the world and a heart for people, um, and so then as we continued on in our journey, um, we hit some hard places. Um, and I would say there was a time, a desert time. So I, the commands and the promises, the commands for me came first. And as I was walking through the commands, God would provide promises, um, basically as I, I needed them. And so, um, I would say that I didn't, yeah. So the command, you know, was Matthew 28, 18 through 20 um, to go and make disciples. And he does promise us through that to lo, I am with you always. There is a promise there. Um, But 
I think there we hit this point where as as we were going, we hit this desert part where it didn't feel like God was with us. Um, and I think in that moment, he was saying, are you with me? Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a testing. And I was also just really kind of in this hard place where it was, um, do you do you see that um, that through this thing that I'm going to keep you? And so I, I put discipleship on circumstances and God was saying, don't depend on the circumstances. And John and I were looking for an Egypt and Jeremiah 42, um, 10 said, if you will remain in this land, then I will build you up and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up for I relent for the disaster that I did to you. And so, so understanding one that, that God put us through that desert time <laughs> mm -hmm. for our own good and, and two, that he asks us, um, to, to remain. And so those two things. And then on top of that verse, he said, behold, it was first Kings 1844. Um, he said, behold, a little cloud, like a man's hand is rising from the sea. Um, and it was, it was Elijah and bringing the rain. And so it was, um, it was like, even though it seems little, like you see this little moment, um, God's going to bring the rain, um, mm. restore you. So those were a couple of my, few of my big promises. As you, Sarah, labor in people's lives and as you lead people in laboring and as you're seeing the gospel advance because of these generations of uh, women that God's using you to raise up, um, what have you done as you've, you know, this thing goes on, you know, you you see God give you this gal and she's just super faithful. She starts discipling the next next gal and, and this goes on. But then at some point in the process, how have you handled a girl just saying, hey, look, I, I'm trying to disciple somebody, but I just feel like I don't there's nobody or I'm just isolated as isolated can be with my 30 kids in the house and or, you know, two kids in the house, you know, either one, you know, um, yeah. That's good. Um, and, and this happens a lot in the military because we send people off, right? And you just don't know where they're going to land. And um, they leave our discipleship community and they go into nothing. Um, mm. and, and so a lot of that is um, the struggle of we want to set people up for success and not, not feel like they are failing. Um, and just, just remembering that that moment, every moment God is going to use if you give that moment to him. And so it's not about us finding the fruit. And I think that was one of the things that, that God was teaching me through our desert times is that, um, that the fruit doesn't necessarily look like a person and that we have to be able to, um, give God the space in our life, the Holy spirit to work in our, in our hearts and our minds in those times, those struggles, the, you know, you think of Abraham and how he was just patient for his Isaac. Um, and so when we try to do it ourselves, we end up with Ishmael's right. Um, and so, so <clears throat> just in that time, just really saying, what is God doing in this time? You know, not that we don't keep looking and, 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 and working out our own obedience and, and the disciplines, 
Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, like not getting frustrated with what God is doing in that moment. And sometimes I've seen it too, where a lot of women, those are times that um, are very special to bring them on a teaming level with their husbands, um, especially. Mm -hmm. And so, um, whereas when you're caught up in a, in a, in a community, sometimes you can start doing things um, separately. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so really investing in the team of your husband um, to say, okay, how can we use our home? How can we, you know, just love people well um, together and, and create that environment you know, on a smaller level. So, um, oh. Yeah. oh, that's, that's so good. I'm already excited to listen to this podcast again. Um, <laughs> what would you so? What is some practical advice? Uh, I think you've already given a lot of practical advice and practical things to trust the Lord in in life. But do you have any practical things or any resources? Both both of those, Sarah, for uh, you know all of us listening. Yeah. So um, I mean, besides scripture itself, <laughs> obviously. <Right>. Um, <laughs> Um, I really, you know, when I think of all the materials that are out there, um, man, if we can just get around people who are doing discipleship, um, the people who have the experience of laboring, um, if you can get around those people, that is your most essential resource that you can have. Um, and if you can't, then I would say even in this world, like even Zoom will help in that process. Um, of course, there's many different books, um, uh, Master Plan of Evangelism. I think Boundaries is a fantastic um, book. I wouldn't recommend doing that by yourself. But um, so, but I just, I feel like we, we as believers, we, we think education, you have to go for your career, you have to go and um, you'll move anywhere to expand that. But we think that discipleship happens everywhere. And I think those things should be flipped. Uh, find a job anywhere um, and discipleship communities are only happening a certain place. Um, so um, again, back to the second Timothy 2.2, if you don't have an other, find somebody who can help you with an other. If you aren't a Timothy, find somebody that can help you do a Timothy. And so um, in that verse in itself is, will help you determine whether or not you need to, who you need to find in your life to help you to become a disciple maker. Hmm. Well, Sarah, those are such great thoughts, uh, and I just, I love even in your story how you told about this godly, godly community of people that you grew up with, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you say, oh yeah, looking back, there are some people there that really had a vision for spiritual generations, but the difference was it wasn't a community of that, and just mm -hmm. how God's led you and John, that's not in like an either-or kind of thing. I just think that's such a great uh, observation along with the materials, just being around other people who are actually have a community of people making disciples. So, so cool, Sarah. Well, thanks for so much for joining us and uh, thanks for listening in all you who tuned in. Uh, we're excited to hear some more wisdom on the fifth mark of a disciple maker from different folks, but um, uh, man, get around some disciple makers and, and, uh, and do it up.